This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, welcome back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. As I said earlier, we've got a special guest joining us right now. He's been on with us here just a few weeks ago, by the way. Uh, Adam Angiofsky. Adam, welcome. How are you? John, thank you. Thanks for having me back. I should say Angiefsky. I didn't say that right. Thank you. Well, it's not easy being an NGF, that's for sure. <laughs> You're the CEO, founder, OpenTheBooks.com. And I, again, had you on the other day, in fact, had many people asking wh- you know, how to find more information and so on. So I know folks enjoyed having you. I wanted to have you back when I saw this come across my, my inbox. And that is the White House payroll. Talk to us about that. Well, they tried to bury it. It was on June 30th, the mandated release from Congress. There's actually a law where the White House has to disclose its payroll at the Halfway through the halfway through the month, of, you know, through June on June thirtieth. Okay. Um, so you know, Supreme Court decisions and the landscape was littered with big stories. But we grabbed that within hours. We were up on our Substack with the oversight. And so here's the top line: half the people that were employed over the course of the past twelve months in the Biden administration, they've left. It was forty six percent turnover. Jeez. And you never heard that in the national no, media. No, you did not. I mean when Trump was president, that's all you heard. That's all you heard. That's right. That's the right. White House, and he had roughly, you know, one out of every three people each year leave, um, which wasn't surprising. Uh, as he as he honed his team, fine tuned his team. These were supposed to be the adults in the room, if you remember, the Biden administration. And literally, one out of every two people literally don't want to work for the Biden administration. Wow. They quit. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And if I'm not mistaken, I know you're going to clue us in on this. The White House staff has ballooned under this administration as well, correct? Well, it is a it is an employment farm. So they've been on a hiring spree. As people have quit, they've replaced them. And so now they have over 500 employees on the White House staff. And this is unique. You got to go all the way back to Richard Nixon in 1971. Richard Nixon took a payroll in 1970 of 250 staffers and blew it out to 533 the next year. Joe Biden this year has 524 staffers. Now, in his first year, he set the modern-day record. He had 560 staffers, so he's trending back in that direction. And look, John, to the extent that the White House payroll is a leading indicator of their propensity to spend big... Mm -hmm. Bidenomics, mm-hmm. it's Bidenomics hits the White House payroll. To a tune of, make sure that I'm reading this correctly, mind-boggling $158.8 million in three years. Which was $20 million, $18.8 million more 
than the same period the first three years under President Donald Trump. Donald Trump did make a promise to do more with less, and he proved that it could be done. Mm -hmm. Biden is making the opposite promise. He's saying, I'm going to spend now, spend, spend, and then, you know, history will vindicate us. But but look, uh, we took a look at at the national debt over the weekend. In 1980 national debt was less than one trillion dollars wow today it's 32.5 trillion dollars over the course of the last 40 years look joe biden there's no sugar left no no Both parties republicans and democrats they're addicted to spending our taxpayer money they are they're blowing out the national debt it is our number one national security threat no i fully agree i talk about it all too often uh, it's got to get under control. It's not, as you know, it just keeps ballooning. I read a FEMA press release that I got yesterday for the state of Colorado. They are giving us another $145 million in COVID relief money, which, frankly, uh, Adam, we do not need. That money will be wasted when it's all said and done. It's an absolute atrocity. It's money where, I said this yesterday, we're borrowing that $145 million to give to the state of Colorado and, and a couple of different agencies here. That is not money we have. It's not money we have, and we came out with another report on earmarks. So in the last omnibus spending bill, the bipartisan deal six months ago, the budget deal that passed, and and on literally Biden cited on December 29th of last year, there was $16 billion worth of earmarks. I just want to describe one case to you. So you have Patrick Leahy, the Democratic U.S. Senator, retiring. He was the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee. They're the ones that hand out the money. So he was retiring at the end of the term, and the University of Vermont was hosting his Senate archive. He, uh, he earmarked them $30 million. Well, in May, the, the, the earmark was to the University of Vermont Honors College, and in May they named the Honors College after Patrick Leahy. And then he did it again, the Burlington International Airport in Vermont. He earmarked them $34 million. And in April... They renamed the airport after him. Mm. Unreal. Unreal. Okay, Adam, and I know we've, we've talked to you before, and you, you are the reporter of this, I should say. How, I mean, and I know, I, I, I know the answer to my own question, but I, I still got to say it. How do we put a stop to this nonsense? We have to raise our voice. It's not going to stop in Washington, D.C. No. It has to come from the grassroots. Yep. And that's why each one of us listening to the program today, your voice is so important. You know, we just quantified, we took a look at the Freedom Caucus. They've got the reputation in the House, within the Republican Caucus, of being the most fiscally conservative. Nine members of the Freedom Caucus in that omnibus spending bill earmarked a half billion dollars, 72 earmarks, $490 million of your money for pet projects in their districts. So they're not so as great as they seem, is what you're saying. We have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Adam, I'm sorry. I, I And I shouldn't be as cynical against politicians as I probably am, but it seems to me that even those that are, quote-unquote, in the Freedom Caucus— they're there for one reason, one reason only. That's to serve their next election. You know, it's... it's I'm sorry how, to say that, but I, I, that's how I see it, Adam. Washington corrupts, and it's... They, look, our elected officials, they understand two things. Votes 
and money, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. This is not your 7th and 8th grade history civics class True. that told you that these people go to Washington, D.C. to serve the people. They serve themselves, yep. and the only thing they understand is votes and money. Yep. Yep. You're right. And, and again, I, you know, I said earlier that I know the answer to this, so, but I've got to say it anyways. And, you know, bottom line is uh, we have to have new representation that is more fiscally responsible or we're not going to get this fixed. While at the same time, as you just said, Adam, being very vocal about it at the same time. Well, it's, it's primaries that clean up a party, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side. So it's primary season. This is the critical time for the republic. Mm-hmm. Yep, you are 100% correct. And, okay, openthebooks.com. What else can folks find when they go there, Adam? So you'll find all of our breaking news. If you want to see, you know, the one point, uh, the one point uh, I think it was $1.3 billion on payments since 2017 into Russia, China. We broke that story. That's right on our website. If you want to see everything to do with Bidenomics hitting the Biden White House payroll. That's right on our website. If you want to see my my interview with Russell Brand from yesterday, that's on our website. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, we will send people there. And as I said earlier, have had many people since you were on the last time want to know more about Open the Books. So when I saw that you had something new, wanted to have you back. And you're always welcome, Adam. You, we, you are on the same page, as you can tell. John, you're terrific. I really appreciate the platform to help educate the American people. And look, it's got to come through states like Colorado, yeah. right there in, in Denver. I mean, if if, you, if the good old United States has a fighting chance to cheat history, you know, we're coming up on 250 years. Yep. We've learned how to vote ourselves the largesse from the public checkbook. That's right. And that is a death knell for the public. If we're going to cheat history, it has to start right there in Denver. You're right. Uh, Adam Angiofsky, thank you. Thank you very much. CEO, founder, openthebooks.com. And we'll keep having you on, Adam. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. You bet. And he is correct. Uh, if we're, you know, any time the people can keep electing themselves or voting themselves pay raises, which is what you do with entitlements and social programs and so on, you're going to lose the republic. If we don't get a hold of some of these things, start backtracking some of this, we're done. We cannot keep going down the paths that we're going and spending the outlandish amount of monies that we spend hoping there's not going to be any repercussions. $32 trillion in debt. Most people have no idea how much a billion dollars is, nonetheless, a trillion dollars. It's an atrocity. It has to stop. He said it well. It is the biggest threat to our national defense that we have, and I cannot disagree with him on that at all. We'll be right back. Geno's Auto Services next. Make sure you take care of your vehicle, and by doing so, it will take care of of you. And I mean that sincerely. The better you take care of your vehicle, the better it takes care of you. Geno's Auto Service, 303-794-6700. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. 
Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. All right, Veteran Windows Indoors, Dave Bancroft. And again, he wants to make sure that everything in your home not only is functioning the way that it should, but if you want to do any replacements, of course, you get all the right credits and so on. And you've heard some of us talk, you know, you've heard me talk to Dave about some of those things. He does not believe in sales gimmicks or anything along those lines. He just wants to make sure at the end of the day you have what you need when it comes to windows and doors. And one of the best ways to do that, of course, is get Dave out, get him inside your home. One of the things you'll find about Dave and I mean this sincerely, is there is no gimmicks. There is no nonsense. There is no nothing. He comes out. He looks at everything you have going on. He'll give you a detailed uh, idea of, uh, you know, a list, I should say, of the things that you need to do or can do in your home. And, uh, and you can make the decision from there as to what to do. It's a lot like going in and get your car worked on. I just talked about Geno's a moment ago. Going to get your car worked on, they're going to give you back some items that you may or may not need to take care of right away. They kind of give you a list. Here's what's going on. Here's what you need to do, so on and so forth. Dave will do the same thing when it comes to windows and doors at the same time. 303-529-0720. I know we've got a commercial to play here in a moment. Charlie's trying to get that rolling. In, in the meantime, though, in the, well, oh, Charlie's going to hit play. Let's see. Here we go. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps. They want you to make a wise decision based on facts. Owner Dave Bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with Veteran Windows and Doors. Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements, are right for your area of Colorado, and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label, and both must be energy efficient, or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home, and owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind, too. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks, because in the end, it's not about the show, it's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com slash window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time. Group Insurance Analyst is next. Again, business insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, health even. They can do it all. They're a broker. They'll shop for you. E-GIA.com. Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. A business that simply closes its stores loses almost all of its equity. Unless you have a plan for handing your business off to the next owner, you will not see the most financial return for your investment. You've invested years of hard work into your business, 
Make sure you retire with a long-term plan for your business to continue running without you. John Rush needs about two years to get your business running smoothly enough to sell. Start now and in two years, you can retire with a tidy profit knowing your investment has paid off. Email john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Sometimes it can almost seem daunting, all of the things going on and the things that even I talk about on a daily basis, whether it be the fiscal responsibility side we just got done talking to Adam at OpenTheBooks.com with, or even what the Fed's going to do. We'll talk to Scott Garlis next, to all of the social things we talk about and everything in between. And sometimes it seems like, is there any good news? Is there any end in sight? Well... I have some good news for you. Don't often get this. Again, this was sent to me by some other folks inside of our network here in, inside of Crawford, which I appreciate very much. This comes from the Albany Update. So it's not from Colorado. According to one recent poll, American perspectives on social issues like abortion, sexuality, and gender identity have shifted in a conservative direction in recent years. A second poll suggests that many Americans may be growing weary of pro-LGBT messaging by companies during the so-called Pride Month of June. Really quick, I'm going to stop for a moment. Why? I know Andy and I have talked about this, but why a whole month? No offense, that's just ridiculous. If you want a day, fine, but a month? A month for what? And just a side note, and this is a pretty proverbial statement, Pride comes before a fall. I would not call it Pride Month if it were me. If I was in charge of all of that, I would come up with a different name. Being prideful is not a good thing. Being humble is a much better thing. Just a side note. A Gallup poll released in June shows that 38% of respondents identified themselves as socially conservative, while 31% self-identified as socially moderate, and 29% self-identified as socially liberal. The 38% figure is an increase from the 30% of respondents who self-identified as social conservatives in 2021. So just in two years, it's gone up eight points. Gallup notes that the last time the polling showed such a high percentage of social conservatives was in 2012. 70% of Republican respondents described themselves as socially conservative, a 14% increase from 2021. According to Gallup, the increase in conservative identification on social issues over the past two years is seen among nearly all political and demographic demographic subgroups. The poll's margin of error was only plus or minus 4%. In other words, pretty accurate poll. In June, the Trafalgar Group, another group that does good polling, by the way, released a poll that asked the following question. With the public backlash against companies like Bud Light and Target, do you believe businesses should continue to promote political themes during Pride Month, or should businesses seek to be neutral on cultural issues? The poll showed that 61.9% of respondents stated that corporations should be neutral on the issue, while 23% believe they should continue to promote political themes, and only 14% said neither. In other words, 14% don't care. You can really... Put that 14% in the 61% and have 75% saying, stay out of it. 
that's how I read that poll. Now, if I'm wrong and I don't have my facts right, please let me know. But I read that as 14% don't care one way or the other, which means you could shove them into the 62% that say, we just want to hear what you have to say about your product. Stay out of these other issues. Now, as a business coach myself, I would always tell people, stay out of that. It's okay to have beliefs. It's okay to have faith. It's okay to have those in your business. But alienating certain people that you want to do business with is dumb. And Target, Anheuser-Busch, InBev, and others, Disney, they're figuring this out. And we talked the other day about Disney, just the low number at the parks this summer. And no, it's not because it's hot. And no, it's not the cost of entry. I firmly believe it's because of, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, thank you, Charlie. The cost is lower now. They've done some different things to actually lower the cost, so it's actually lower than it was, and they're still not getting the people in. I'm attributing that to their stance on a lot of social issues. And people with kids especially don't want their kids to be groomed. Period. Period. Some don't care. I get it. They're the dumb parents that are out there. And yes, I'm going to say it that way. They're the dummies. They're the ones that shouldn't have reproduced. I'm just being straight. And as a parent, I can say that. I have the freedom to say that. If you don't care about your kid being groomed, you're an idiot. And you shouldn't have been a parent. Every parent should care about that. Every parent should care what a Disney is doing to their kid. And if they don't, shame on them. Disney is out of line. InBev, out of line. Target, out of line. Not just in what they were doing, but the fact that they're going places socially they shouldn't. Just sell us product. Stay out of it. Sell me what I want to buy and shut up. Why, why businesses cannot figure that out? It's because you get these woke folks at top that want to have something to say about those particular issues, and they want to shove that down the throats of everybody out there that may or may not believe them, believe, believe with them, I should say. In most cases, they don't believe with them. But they want to shove it in everybody's throat anyways, no matter what. They're going to they're gonna ram that down your throat, period, because it's the way they believe. And, oh, they're tolerant, remember. They're tolerant. No, they're not. They're militant, They're not tolerant. Wrong word that they've been using all of this time. They're militant. They're not tolerant. It's their way or no way. There is no room for negotiation with those individuals. Trust me when I say that. They want it their way, period. Now, when you're in business and you've got profit to make and you've got investors or stockholders, as in the case of Disney, Target, and InBev, you better be a pay, you better pay attention to what's going on in the marketplace and what your people that are buying what your customers are saying because if not you you're, you're going to lose money garth brooks is figuring that out as well by the way i do feel this article i'm reading is correct and i think in general i know there's different sections of the country and different areas where people may not see it this way but in general People are fed up with companies taking a stand on social issues. They want the product that they're selling without all of the other nonsense. 
Just sell me a good product, stand behind it with a solid war- you know, warranty or, or quality, and leave me alone when it comes to what I need to view when it comes to all of the other social things that are out there. And, and just so you all know, I am a Christian. I've ran Christian businesses my whole life. But I will tell you this. I have never once thumped anybody over the head with a Bible when they walked into any of my facilities, nor would I have, nor would I have allowed that from any of the people that worked for me. That is not the time or the place for that. I'm sorry. Some of you Christians may disagree with me, but it is not the time or the place for it. People were coming to me at that time because I had car repair facilities. They were coming for me to get their vehicle fixed up, repaired, whatever the case may be. The last thing I needed to do was thump them over the head with a Bible. It was not the time or the place. I could have witness and do all sorts of other things in, in a different way, and I did, and ran the business accordingly. But no, I did not thump them over the head with a Bible when they walked in the door, nor would I today, nor would I advise the clients I have to do that today, no matter what their faith is. In other words, stay out of that and do business. And I, I will give that advice to anybody out there that I would consult with. Give the customer the product they desire and they're willing to spend money for and stay out of the rest of it. And I think the majority of customers feel exactly that same way. They don't care about all of that. They want a good product at the end of the day. That's what they want. So is there a shift right now going towards more social conservatism? I believe there is, yes. And by the way, this is coming from the fact that some of that side has gone far too far with their shoving it down your throat. It's going to back. I said said this, I think, Charlie, a year or so ago. It's going to backfire on them. You keep shoving this down someone's throat, eventually they're going to say, enough, I'm done. And I want nothing to do with any of it. And I believe right now in this country, that's exactly what's happening. People are fed up, they're sick and tired, and they're now starting to go the other direction because they've been so fed with that nonsense, they're just done. And I've talked to, by the way, individuals that are in the LGBTQ community that feel the same way I do. Just, we just want to live life. Leave us alone. Let us live life. We're all good. None of us want to go down this path. But yet there's a f- small faction of individuals that want to go down that path that are going to screw it up, by the way, for all of their causes. That's my belief. They're going to push it so hard, it's going to backfire. By the way, I know some of this because that's what the radical right on the Christian side did for so many years, and it backfired on them as well. So they did not learn very well from that side of the aisle, and now they're doing the exact same thing. The moral majority went too far at one time, and it backfired. And as much as I agreed with a lot of what they were promoting, they didn't do it the correct way, and it backfired. The other side is now doing the exact same thing, and guess what? It's backfiring on them in the exact same way. So what I'm going to tell that side is be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. It's liable to backfire on you just like it did for the moral majority.
Extreme Auto Repair is up next. Again, make sure, as I talked earlier about auto repair vehicles and all of that, take care of your vehicle. It'll take care of you. Extreme is the place to go. They want to help you with all of your vehicle repair needs, maintenance, whatever it happens to be, repair work. You name it, they can do it. 18-plus bays, including large trucks. They can do all of it. KLZRadio.com. Colorado's spring potholes leave drivers like you feeling deflated. Air up with Extreme Auto Repair in Parker. With the excessive rain and late cold and snow we've seen around the metro area, you can bet new potholes are forming every day, making your almost bald tires wear much faster and perform much worse than unworn tires. Often, hitting potholes creates problems in addition to tire damage like bent rims or suspension and alignment issues, and Extreme is always happy to do a preliminary assessment of the damage, free of charge, to make sure you're always safe on the road. Extreme carries high-quality Goodyear and Cooper tires, and they sell at cost, meaning they can meet or beat any offer in the market. They offer financing for most issues and offer a generous military, police, and first responder discount. And Extreme Auto Repair is AAA certified and uses ASC certified master mechanics. So reach out to Extreme Auto Repair today at klzradio.com slash extreme or call 303-841-1071. High five plumbing, folks. Anything you need when it comes to plumbing, I think... Uh, I think John from Cheyenne sent me some pictures today where he had to do some plumbing. He's like, I wish these guys came up here because he had to stop and do some plumbing things. So, again, don't, you know, call them. And I know he's up in Cheyenne. They don't go that far, but they're putting a second location on the west side of town. We talked to Levi yesterday on that. Uh, they are growing. Uh, any Anything you need plumbing-wise, give them a call. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing will help you keep your basement flood-free with the right sump pump solutions. Hi-Fi can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KLZ listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. I clock my toilet All right, home remodeling, anything you need, including a whole house redo. You name it, they can do it from a small you know, kitchen or bathroom all the way up to the largest of projects beginning to end. Premier Home Remodels can help you. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels takes a comprehensive approach when remodeling your kitchen, helping you thoroughly plan your project from beginning to end. Premier will help guide you through the process of your remodel in order to bring your vision to life so you can design a kitchen that will create lasting memories for you and your family. They will take photos and measurements of your current kitchen, creating a 3D reconstruction of your design that is exactly what you want. Premier considers every detail of your kitchen for its functionality and to assure your complete satisfaction. They are focused on your dream kitchen with your bottom line in mind providing an overall customer experience at a higher level than other companies. 
A kitchen remodel will bring your family and friends together through entertainment and gathering. Premier is offering a 4th of July special where you will get a free kitchen design for the month of July. A $1,000 value. So go to klzradio.com slash remodel today to get your free 3D kitchen design now. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Scott Garlis, what's going on today, sir? Hey, John, how much? How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Appreciate you joining us. And real quick, to let folks know where you're at now, how do they get a hold of you if they need to? Sure. PorterAndCompanyResearch.com. Come check us out. I'm the editor of a product called Wealth Signals. Uh, and we have some other really great uh, wealth-enhancing products for individuals to check out. Perfect. Appreciate it very much. All right, let's go over inflation. There's some numbers that came out today that I guess I looked at it and thought, well, these, you know, inflation is getting you know, down there. I mean, at 3% over last year, the Fed's got a target of 2 We're not far off of that. Completely. Um, you know, this is the lowest number we've seen since inflation really took off in the beginning of 21. Um, you know... <laughs> And what's really interesting about it, too, is what you and I have been talking about a lot over the last couple of months is that, you know, the Fed's not catch sort of what's going on here with home prices are dropping, car prices are dropping, material prices are dropping. You know, inflation is really starting to come down. Why do they feel like they have to keep hiking interest rates? Yep. Because if they keep going too far, you know, the economy still seems like it's hanging in there doing all right. But if they keep going, they're going to kill it. I agree, Scott. I, I, you know my feelings on this. They they waited too long to get started. They now, in my yep. opinion, if they do one or two more hikes, are going to take it way too far. It's good enough the way it is right now. If anything, I think we need a reduction here in the next quarter or so, which you're not going to get out of these knuckleheads. But the reality is I think they've gone far enough. Inflation is coming down. And by the way, it's not just because of what they did with interest rates. It's the simple fact that worldwide, China, et cetera, their economies aren't doing great. Oil has stayed down. The price of fuel is down. Energy prices in turn are down. That's what's keeping inflation down, not what the Fed has done. Completely. China is in outright deflation right now. Um, yep. You know, what we got today, so the CPI numbers you were talking about, that was what came out yesterday. That was 3%. And then what we got today was producer price index numbers, which is what the cost for companies to manufacture goods that they're paying for their input costs, basically. That was 0.1% growth year over year. I mean, that's nothing. You know, I mean, nothing. I mean, and the expectation was. For 0.4%. So if you think about it in those terms, I mean, it massively missed. And yep. this is down a full percentage point from the month prior. I think, you know, in the next month, we could be looking at outright deflation in producer costs. I agree. So, and if we're not, and again, if the Fed's not careful, and I know they'll read all of this, although I wonder at times if they actually take in this into account. I mean, they're kind of the types that, that, that you know, sort of, impress upon me that, oh, we said we were going to, now we don't have any choice. We don't dare backtrack. The reality, Scott, is they could easily backtrack, come back and say, hey, we've got new numbers. This changes our trajectory, our position. We don't need any other hikes. We feel comfortable with where things are right now. We're going to let things sit tight even for the next couple of months and just see what happens. Nothing wrong with them saying that. Not at all. You know, and there's some gauges I follow that it's very ironic that uh, I put together a proprietary gauge. I follow these manufacturing indexes from 
regional Fed banks, and I put together one that it basically monitors prices received by manufacturers and services companies, and another that follows the prices paid by manufacturers and service companies. They peaked seven months before PPI did, and about six months before PPI did. They're still on a major downward trajectory. So what that tells me is we have, you know, probably six to seven months of additional downside from here in inflation growth. I, I agree, um, and I think. Again, because, Scott, you know, I live, you live on Main Street. I can see different things even, you know, business-wise and things that, you know, frankly, the Fed just doesn't see. They don't live in this world. And, and and again, I, you know, I shop, I look, I look what prices are and so on. And I will tell you that uh, there are some deals to be had. Yes, they've crushed housing, no doubt about it. The, you know, starts are down. We're still short on houses across the country, and everybody's got a great rate, yep. so that's the reason why things haven't just totally collapsed, nor, nor is it going to. And we still have some supply issues in certain things, but there are now some deals to be had on certain even regular consumer goods, and when that starts to happen, it's going to bring inflation down, and it is. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, sort of labor the point a little bit, like, I ride bikes, and you know I can't tell you the last time I started seeing sales on biking goods, and I am getting hammered with emails every day, thirty percent off, fifty percent off on on all sorts of different bike items. So that just that tells me the costs are coming down, demand's easing, and if they don't stop, it's going to become a major problem for this economy. Yep, yep. No, I and again, I I think that. Um... I don't think that you're you're wrong in, in any of that. The question's going to be, what does the Fed think and how do they look at things? Yeah, so I think what we're probably going to get, because they keep telling us, is they're going to do another rate hike when they meet in two weeks, I believe, it's the 25th to 26th of July. I think that's probably going to be it. And if you think about that in terms of what we've been through and how this this plays out in the stock market and investment-wise, you know what, we've done 500 basis points of rate hikes. If we get 25 more, it's almost like, okay, we'd rather you're just done and we can move beyond this and start looking forward, and then things can get better. And I think, again, as we see this stuff slowing, I think what we just talked about the Fed's going to realize in a couple months, you know what, we made a huge mistake, we've gone too far, and we're going to have to go the other way and start cutting it. I think so, too. I mean, you, you and I have talked about this, and I, not saying that we have a crystal ball, Scott, because we don't. I just think we can look at things. You know, you're in one section, I'm in another, but together we look at things, yep. and both of us have been pretty accurate through COVID even on a lot of what was going on early on with inflation. It wasn't transitory. We said that early on. I mean, all of the things we've been through – I like you. I, I, hey, two things. One, I think they're going to realize they've gone too far, and I don't think the economy is going to be doing as great by then as they say. I don't think it's going to fall off a cliff, but it's not going to be doing great. Number two, there's an election year coming up. Anytime that's happening, there's other things that have to be good for the optics. They've got to get interest rates down some for the optic side of the fence. They've got to make it more affordable to buy a home, et cetera, et cetera. Because of that, I firmly believe you're going to see some rate decreases by year's end. I know people argue with me on that, but I think you're going to see some decreases by year end. I would agree with you. Um, I think the consensus call on Wall Street, they're, they're thinking the beginning of next year, but I, I think you're going to have to start seeing it by the end of the year. I think by, like, November, you're going to have to do it. I don't think you can wait till first of the year. I, I would completely be on Especially, and keep this in uh, mind really quick, and I want to get your opinion on this, but when you get into the holiday cycle, 
Black Friday is the day yep. after Thanksgiving. If you don't have some things where confidence is up by the time we get to Black Friday, which means they're going to have to have one or two cuts by the time you get to Thanksgiving, if you've not done that, Black Friday is dismal. Yeah, I would, I've already seen emails about Black Friday, which is hard for me to believe. I'm like, it's July. <laughs> yep. Why are people talking? It's, but it tells me retailers are starting to, to notice the slowdown of it. And I don't know if it's because it's, our economy is transitioning back more to that services economy that we were pre-pandemic, or just demand overall is dry up. I think it's because goods demand is dropping and services demand is rising. And again, we're, we're going back to more traditional economic measures, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, if you don't have a rate cut by then, I would agree, you're probably going to see a really dismal uh, holiday selling season. And we all know that there are companies out there that require heavily upon, it's why it's called Black Friday, it's the first day of the year, they end up in the black when it's all said and done. And it may not be yep. as traditionally that way as it used to be, but for a lot of companies, it still is. And I think if, and we know that, you know, the Fed supposedly is autonomous and lobbying doesn't do anything for them and so on and so forth. But I think if you're the current administration and you're going to go into an election year in 2024 and you've had a really dismal holiday season, how can that look good when you're trying to run in 2024? Uh, it cannot, and not that the Fed is ever political. Yeah, yeah. tongue-in-cheek. They're not the, <laughs> They swear they're very apolitical. But, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I would think they're going to feel a lot of heat uh, coming into the end of the year and the, the election wrapping up. Well, now, all that said, what's that? No, I was going to say, I, with, with all that said, and uh, I'll let you finish, but really quick, if they – this is tough – if they have some cuts and they try to boost the Black Friday, you know, Christmas season, it almost says they're on one side of the aisle. If they don't do any of that and they act like we really don't care, we're just going to be apolitical. Are they really apolitical or are they helping the other side as they get into 2024? That's a, that's a great question. I mean, it's... I. That's, that's a really interesting question because, yeah, you, you could definitely argue, well, wait a second, that is helping at the other side of the aisle. Now, one thing I thought was really interesting that happened today, uh, James Bullard, who is the head of the St. Louis Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. he, is a, he is a very conservative thinker. He has been the biggest hawk within the Federal Reserve system. He has pushed louder than anybody for more rate hikes. He just stepped down. He's going to take over, uh, I want to say it's the Purdue University Business School. Hmm. So I would think that we're going to wind up with probably a much more liberal thinker in charge of the St. Louis Federal Reserve. And so that is going to shift the tone, the policy tone, at the, the central bank overall away from hawkish rhetoric, let's hike more rates, more toward dovish rhetoric, let's be more stimulus-friendly, let's see less rate hikes, maybe more rate hikes. Where do you feel, and, I, and again, things change. You're, you're in the market side of it far more than I am, and I don't have an exact number on this side. But, you know, we, there's a lot of folks out there that may disagree with this statement, and I'm not saying I fully agree with it, but there is something to be said for having a certain 
amount of inflation in an economy. You can't have overinflation, but you have to have some inflation to keep things stimulated sure. and so on and so forth. You know what I mean by that? The question I guess I have, given that we've got a whole new world we now live in, you know, post COVID, what's that number? I mean, I know the feds say 2%. I think 2%, frankly, is far too low. I think that's a number that's going to be hard to stay at. Any time, any type of stimulus growth we have, it's going to get above that. Where do you feel that magic number is? I know 9, 10, 11% is far too high, but can we suffice with a 4 to 6% range and be okay? No, we, we probably could, but what I think is more likely to happen, I think once you see inflation to get get back to two percent, I, I just I have a feeling that our central bank's going to say, well, you know what, maybe we need to be more adaptable to a two to three percent range mm. instead of having a hard and fast single number. Because if you remember, central bank policy uh, pre uh, financial crisis used to be, federal funds rate used to be a single number. It was never in a range. Right. And then they started they started going to a range. So I, I feel like if they go to a range with the inflation target, that gives them more room, sort of, it can be a little more slippery, so to speak. It doesn't have to be, they don't have to back themselves into this corner where it's like, well, come hell or high water, we got to raise interest rates because it's not a 2%. Right. By being in that 2 to 3% range, like, They'd sort of be there by now, and it'd be making their job a little bit easier. Can't disagree. All right, what do you want to close out with? Oh, sure. So, talking about all this, like if I am an investor, the one, well, there are two ways I'd want to look at this. One, I would want to think about this in terms of we're probably seeing peak interest rates. So, what does that mean? That means bond yields are probably getting near the highest you're going to see in the cycle. Okay. So if I'm an investor and I'm going to lock in good returns, you know, help my portfolio out and have stable money, it's not going to be the 20%, you know, 30% you're seeing some of these tech stocks right now. But if you can get five and a quarter percent, five percent, that's great. I would look at some bond ETFs, like the PIMCO uh, Zero Coupon Bond Fund, ZROZ, the TLT, which is a 20-year treasury fund. I would look at the IEF, which is a short-term treasury fund, and the SHY, which is also, I think, it's a seven to 10-year treasury bond ETF. Uh, and then away from that, if we're hitting peak rates and there's a chance we're cutting in the back half of the year, the stock market's always trying to look eight to ten months out. I think we could see new highs in the S&P 500 by the end of this year. So I would look at something like the SPY ETF, which is the Spider S&P 500 ETF Trust, as a, as a great way to play this. Okay. Where do you see... If, in fact, they do a quarter-point raise, which I'm with you, I think they don't really have any choice because they've said they're going to, you know, they may reverse course on that, but I think they do. What do you see that doing to some of the regional banks where we've already had some issues? I think it's going to add stress to their balance sheets um, I, because the treasury holdings that they have that have been marked way down are going to mark down harder. Uh, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Bank America right now has a potential – Hundred plus billion dollar paper loss on their balance sheet because of what the Fed has done from a rate hike basis because of the treasuries they own. Now Bank of America is going to ride that out, and they're going to ride it to maturity, so they're not going to have to take that mark down. Mm-hmm. But there aren't a lot of regional banks that can afford to do that. Um, I think you could see some more feed regional banks go into real stress, and you're going to see like the J.P. Morgan's, Bank of America, as well as Fargo's of the world probably wind up picking some of those guys off. Got it. And, and again, for me personally, I think that's where the Fed just doesn't care. They're like, okay, less banks, we don't care. Not our, 
you know, n- you know, not our monkey, not our circus. We don't have to worry about it. Who cares? I think that's their attitude. I'm sorry, but that's just how I think they see it. Yeah, and, and actually, I agree with you, and I think it's a huge disservice to you know mom and pop Americans because it it makes it harder for them to borrow and yep. it's going to cost them more to yep. borrow. Yep. And again, that's where I just don't feel like the Fed lives on Main Street anymore, and I don't think they ever yeah. have, by the way, nor do they. I think for me, the biggest disappointment is it's just this calloused, uh, it's almost this callousness of we just don't care about Main Street. We care about Wall Street. We care about what's going on you know, monetarily, but we don't care about mom and pop or the guy running a business. It just doesn't matter to us anymore. Uh, to me, that's just, and I, by the way, I think that's why the average American just has an utter disdain for the Fed. Could not agree with you more. And it's not helping them in that. And not, not saying they need to have everybody, you know, out in the world or out in the, you know, America liking them, but holy cow, you'd think at some point in time they'd pay a little bit of attention to Main Street. You know, I would agree. All that said, I am glad they're not under government control, though. True. I don't want Congress calling the shots. True. <laughs> I agree with that as well. No, it would be really screwed up if that, that were the case. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really fine line to dance. But I feel like you said, to your point at the beginning, they made such a massive mistake on the front end that they're really screwing it up on the back end. Yep. And they're, they're, really, they're blowing a lot of the credibility for the central bank. All right, with that, I'll let you go. Scott, as always, appreciate you, man. Have a good week. John, it's a pleasure. You bet. Talk, to you t- talk to you soon. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is up next. Find them at klzradio.com. When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish, but Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases, they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today at klzradio.com slash absolute and get cool fast. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. All right, anything legal you need, give Kevin a call today. He's my personal attorney, 303-806-8886. That's fleshlawfirm.com. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. 
All right, all of your financial needs, uh, Golden Eagle Financial, they're local. Al can help take care of you, meet face-to-face, 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial has seen many of the things that can interrupt your retirement plans. He's like a coach. He'll look over your plan and use his 30 years of experience in retirement advisement to ensure that you're ready for any unforeseen contingency. Retirement plans can be derailed by any number of things. Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Al has the experience to expect the unexpected. He knows that there's a 50% chance you'll need long-term care. And on top of that, a 25% chance that the care will last more than a year and a half. Your retirement resources must be able to handle these expenses while preserving your financial independence without burdening your loved ones. Al Smith will guide you so that you'll be prepared and help you analyze your entire plan to give you a peace of mind that comes with being ready. Schedule a short meeting with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com slash money and be prepared. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. That's it for today, by the way. If you missed any of today's show, you can go right to the website, RushToReason.com. You can listen there. The first hour with Steve House. Had a great time with him, by the way, and had our top 10 things to do as a politician running for office when it comes to COVID and the fixing of Uh, We went through that as well. You can listen to that next, by the way, between 6 and 7. Tomorrow, the movies. Andy's going to have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. And then Insidious, The Red Door, which, from what I understand, is a horror movie. And then Movie Rental Hour, it's Movies Impossible, where people do impossible things. Guys, have a great night. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.